Hey voicelings. Hey voicelings. It's your girl Arnasia Woods. And it's your girl Lady E. Welcome to the Eye of the Voice podcast. Here we are going to give a voice to the unseen and the unheard. By healing through uncomfortable conversations, empowerment games, and untold testimonies. So please be prepared to laugh, cry, and use your voice to empower you and me. Okay, so the title of this episode is called, What's Your Testimony? Subtitle, What Would You Say? What's Your Testimony? Subtitle, What Would You Say? I'm going to tell y'all now. (laughs) Episode 5 about to hit different. Yes. Just the, the title alone um and the testimony. Um I just I just heard a testimony literally maybe 45 minutes ago. So this is real time testimony. <laughs> mm. Response and reactions to hearing, you know, someone that's very close to me speak on her her testimony and still dissecting her testimony in a way to understand it. Um that's deep. And it, 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 it's, it's hurtful, but understanding her testimony, just because she spoke on her testimony, it's enough, I would say. So, um, this episode, I would say, grab you a box of tissues, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab you a box of tissues, get you cozy, get your cozy little blanket and get on the couch and just just prepare to 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 hear testimonies to understand your own maybe. Listen to be ready to receive. Yes. Yes. It's real. And everyone do have a testimony. Um I definitely can't wait for you to honestly just get ready to tap in, dive in. Um as if you you know, as you begin to be open enough. And feeling ready to share that. Um, And sharing your testimony when you actually really realize that this is your testimony and you have to own that testimony. And you have learned. And it's your lesson. And it's things that you had to actually go through to understand that this is yours. So, it's deep. Does anyone... Or has have have you ever thought of the generational testimony? Like we all know that there are generational curses mm-hmm. that are upon every everyone's family and in lives, but when you hear that generational testimony and you're in a different generational standpoint now mm-hmm. and connecting the dots between the two. Um mm. You, you you see where I'm coming from? All I heard was it's a different type of survival. It, mm, it is. It is. It is. And I say that because um, being completely transparent here, my mother had my sister at 15. There are emotions from that generational curse that still haunt her to this day. She's 60 now. She had her at 15. So today, having to rush over there the way I did and having my own emotions being, you know, put into action and 
getting over there and, you know, hearing her just express and use her voice Mm -hmm. in ways that I know she is not always comfortable with doing. But when those moments happen and she's ready to just say how she feels and she's ready to decline not wanting to be bothered or, or, you know, not wanting to talk to someone or or be around a certain person, um, it kind of hurts me in a way because she spoke on how with my oldest sibling, she didn't have that affection for her. She didn't give that affection to her. Um. And as she was talking, she also spoke on how her mother did not give that to her. And she said, I, I, I let it go. But I had to remind her that although you said it at your mouth that you let it go, that emotion still stayed with you. Because that emotion carried over to your child. You were 15. There was no one there to, to give affection to you because at this point, you had a baby back then. You did what you did. That's yours. You you take care of that, and and you know, in, in a way that's still that way now. But with me looking at my life and looking at how difficult it is for me to be affectionate with my child, knowing that that is all she yearns for, it kind of breaks my heart in a way. But. I know for a fact that God put me in that position today to see that I can't keep moving that way. I can't keep moving that way because even now with my sister being an adult, they don't know how to show affection towards one another. And even now with my mom having so many medical things going on, that still crosses her mind if nothing else does. It's the hurt of I was not there for my child, and I know I wasn't there, and I still don't know how to be there for her, but I know she still needs me. Yeah. That's hurtful to see and, and, and understanding that and seeing that. I'm, I'm grateful for that today because usually when I, when I get phone calls that, that, that put me in a, the mindset of grow, go, 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 you don't know what's going on, um, especially with not knowing how our last conversation has, you know, had went and and then getting over there and, and her just pouring out all that she felt and, 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 and seeing the tears fall from her face of admitting that I did not get that from my mother. I did not get that from my father. And I know, and I accept the fact, I, I wouldn't even say so much of accept, but I acknowledge the fact that I did not give that to my children. Mm. Mm. So hearing that generational testimony for the generation that I am in now and for the generation that I am raising, it's a testimony within itself. Oh, yes. Your mother did a shift today, baby. She did. And I don't even think she realized the shift that she did because usually I'm flustered and I'm just like, oh, I, 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 nobody talked to me. Nobody bothered me. I just rushed over here and the lady's fine. You know what I'm saying? But something told me to sit. And I sat there. I sat there in a the moment. And, and I let her do whatever it was that she was doing at that time. And all of a sudden, it all just came pouring out. I did not say anything to her. I didn't say what she needed to be doing, what she needed to be taking. I just let her operate the room. I love that. I love that so much. I love that. 
and with all the emotion I've experienced in the past 48 to 72 hours, mm. and, and, and especially with, with, with so much that I know I've, I've, I've put on my, my daughters, it's the reassurance of you, you, you got to be mindful of how you're responding to them. Because even now I think about how, 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 how my sister may feel. Yeah. And she, the whole, it all started this morning. Because my mom called me and she said, well, I called her and she got on the phone. She didn't say anything. And I'm like, I highly doubt that, but okay. So I reached out to both sisters and they said that they, did, they didn't speak to her. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to go about my day and finish cooking my breakfast for my, for my family. And I'm going to go about my business. Right. But then I get a call from the insurance company saying something is going on. She's not really coherent and I got to keep, you know, you know. Someone may need to go over there and check on her. And she was just babbling. But it was the fact that those emotions were arising again. Mm-hmm. And that babble didn't make sense to someone else who didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So when I got over there and she started talking, I'm like, okay, I understand where your mindset is right now. Because when I looked at her phone, she did call. Now, what was said in the midst of that call? I don't know. But there wow. was a phone call. Wow. Wow. And and, and for wow. her not to say nothing and then for my mom to tell me, I told her that I didn't want to see her. I said, now why would you do that? She said, because I, I need my rest. I, I don't want to see her because she, she doesn't understand me and she never did. Wow. I'm like, well, can you imagine the mindset that you're putting her in now? Yeah. Because your mother and your father basically disowned you. Mm-hmm. And it was hard raising you. You had her at 15. And while you were raising her, you were still raising yourself. And mm-hmm. it was hard for you to give that affection to her. So now that she's an adult, and now that you're an adult, you both still have that yearn from your parents, whether it's your mother or your father. And for her to get that call from you saying, I don't want to see you. How, how how do you respond to that? It's like the feelings start to become. It starts to begin to be fresh all over again. It's fresh. You're, you're peeling back the scab on a wound that I've yeah. already begun to heal. But what you was able to get today, and what she was told today, is something that she was that she didn't get. The way you received what you actually needed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that the timing of speaking with someone that you really know that you're healing from, or healing or need to heal with, because how important and and the importance of that role that they play, that right there is that one-on-one conversation that's just already needed amongst themselves. Whatever yeah. that time is, it's no time frame and it's no time limit on it. But you was there for what you needed to receive. Yes, and when you, I realized you need, that. You needed to receive that. So you are the daughter that sees things 
from all angles. You get what I'm saying? You are that empath that able to say, I see what mommy talking about. And I can see why you disconnect with mommy. But since I can see what you talking about, but I can see where you're not really listening and understanding mommy. You get what I'm saying? That's why you are you. You were the one to come to the rescue. Mm -hmm. You were the one that made sure mommy didn't have to go somewhere else. She was able to still be put in her own home. You know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's those reasons. Because when I asked her about the affection part, because me and my other sibling, you know, the one, me and my sister that lived in the shelters in the car with her, we saw a different type of affection from her. And she even had said today that when, you know, when that was all happening, there she, she was going through a different transition of understanding, you know, self especially. So for me, I'm the baby, so I couldn't move without that lady. So for her to say that she didn't give affection to them, it just blew my mind because... The reason why I took things so hard after transitioning from leaving her was because I left from that type of love and affection to a home with my father and my stepmom who didn't know how to give that to me. Yeah. So I, I went from getting it and receiving it to not receiving it at all and not knowing how to give back. So it, 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 was, it, it just kind of blew my mind in a way because... I, I know it hurts, especially for that to be your first. And when I say it's nobody but God that is that's taking me through the transitions of understanding that so that I don't do the same thing to my girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because after hearing her say that, I wanted to cry so bad, but I didn't want her to. Because the moment I start crying, the conversation shifts and she, and she wants to make sure, you know, I'm not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're okay. You know, I'm the baby. So it's like, I'm like, mm, not about to do this right now. <laughs> right. My goal right now is to listen. So that's what I am going to do. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be observing and I'm going to make sure that I acknowledge your feelings and your emotions at this time while you're expressing them because you felt like they were never acknowledged. Yeah. It's the fact that it mattered that you was able to be that listening ear. <sighs> Sometimes in moments, you really got to let things really resonate and see what's what's happening. Sometimes I just really like just just hearing you and listening. And even though tears is falling and it's just it just it takes me to my own personal story as well. But it's like sometimes you really just got to listen in most moments to the end to know what you're supposed to receive. Not the beginning, not the tone, not the delivery, but the end of the message to see what you is supposed to receive in anything. And I'm encouraging every listener right now, when you are communicating and you are listening and having conversations with people, don't look at those things. Listen to receive what it is that's being discussed. And make sure that you actually listen to receive. That's the that's the main gist of that. Um, when she, I'm telling you, five, five, five. Like the fives is doing immaculate things right now in this hour and this season. Like it's just, it's just amazing. We on the tenth month. Five plus five is what? It's ten. Mm. <laughs> just that alone, though. But your older sister was born 
And when she was 15. When she was 15. My mom had me at 15, even though she birthed me, you know, when she was 16. Mm-hmm. She didn't get a chance to raise me. My father's mother honestly took me, I guess, out the, out the hospital or, you know, got me some way, somehow. I don't know that full story. They know in depth. I just know of the story I was told. She had me to about three months. Left me at my great-grandmother's house that raised me to about 22 until I moved to Georgia, but on the couch at three months old and said, I'll be back for her. Never came back. And knowing that our moms both, you know, um, I don't even want to use the word suffer. It's actually uh, being challenged day by day with a mental illness that has been diagnosed to them. Um, It's the battle. It's Yeah, that battle. You know, that right there, um, it just touched me. Just hearing that for your mom to even say that she felt that way towards your older sister is something that I felt a very long time. Like, I remember when I was used to get the visitation rights for my mom and be excited, like, to mm-hmm. see her. Like, it's just like, my mom is coming because I never understood why was I not living with her, like, for a long time. Why was my grandmother going back and forth to court? Like, why was I being brainwashed and certain stuff? Like, why am I not around my mother's side of the family? Why am I just around my father's side? Like, and I love all my family, don't get me wrong, but it was like, what am I being held back from? And then it's just like, I see ways that you was trying to protect me from, but that's still mother. So you got to really understand what is it. I never got in depth how the way your mother explained to you today, how the way she felt about her oldest. But hearing that received, hearing that and receiving it and where I am right now in my life and what God is doing to me, it made me feel like that message, which you're able to share to me and the listeners was received personally for myself, you know, from your mom. Like, she didn't know how. And I feel like my mother my mother had one sister, two brothers. And I felt like my mom didn't always get that love and affection from her mother and father. Mm-hmm. So how do she begin the first time having a child, several abortions before me, being told you're going to keep me? How do I love her? And when then her mother dies a month before I was born? You told me to keep her. You're not here to even enjoy this journey with me. How dare you? Yeah. I used to think that I I had to dislike my mom. I had to hate my mom. I didn't want to forgive my mom. I, it was so much that, you know, with that abandonment, abandonment feeling of her just not being there to where I never dissected, like you said, to even begin to want to understand my mom. Mm-hmm. That I, right, I just, It was just anger. It was frustration that bitterness. I never understood. When I say I would be so angry with her for no reason, even with saying and acknowledging the fact that I, I received more affection from her than I did from my father, um, she would call me or she would text me. And just those little things that she would do would irritate my soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. And even though I would <laughs> tell her, I don't want to be bothered. Or even when I don't answer the phone, she was still, still there. Call. Still call. Still send Check. scriptures, text messages, whatever she listening to on a gospel station, she's sending it to my phone. You know what never left them? <laughs> and I know that you can relate to this. The call's constantly saying the same thing over and over, oh. right? After hanging up. But what about still saying, I love you? Yes. The I love you's always was there. The I love you's... 
Ooh, those I love yous. Mm-mm-mm. It's hard for me to still say it. And even when I left her today, I still wanted, like, I knew I should have hugged her. But I didn't know how to still. Like, I wanted to. And usually she'll, she'll ask for a hug. And I may or may not give it to her, honestly. But today I feel like she needed that. And you didn't give it to her? And I didn't give it to her. Because I'm still learning how to give that. Like, that. I think with, with, with not receiving that affection for so long, after knowing what it feels like when I become numb to that feeling, or when I became numb to that feeling... I just I, I I feel like I'm 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 giving up a piece of me that I know you are ready to receive again. I think your acknowledge I think your acknowledgement of that is is knowing that you are growing and when you're re- when you when you do it it's 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 going to begin to shift the shift that's um it's going to show within the impact of the shift that she actually put on for today that she actually showed you for today and I I know that that's not easy but I you know want two things one thing. Cause it's just two things to mention that I realized and I've I found out um, beginning Friday and also was reminded again today. It's two things within us that's at war every day of our lives. That's our spirit and our flesh. Mm. Our spirit and our flesh. So your heart wanted to, but your flesh didn't allow it to. You gotta fight harder. We gotta fight harder, cause our heart is our spirit. Yeah. We gotta fight harder, you know, like, and I'm and I mean, and even myself, like that's daily, daily, like, from the power of the tongue, from acts of just wanting to either feeling tempted to indulge in or just watch or even consume whatever, like the power of that spirit, how how hard you fight from that spirit compared to that flesh. To me now, I realize that the flesh is the enemy and the spirit within the heart is God. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, who are you allowing to? And I always used to say that, like, no, I want to start speaking from my heart. When I used to get angry with people or just wanting to respond a type of way, I'm allowing the enemy to really use me, to really respond that way. And then I'm in my feelings alone, hurting to it. I didn't mean to say none of that. Yeah, I didn't want to say that to you. I really do love you. Now my I love you is being conflicted in your head to think, do she really? Do she, yeah. It's second like guessing saying, my yeah. I love you. yeah. And I don't ever want that with nobody ever again in my entire life. So the ones that experienced those versions of me, honestly, I feel like you needed to. And I needed to experience those versions of you. But the wholeness that I am gravitating to of myself now, oh yeah, I can't be used like that ever again. Yeah. That that's it, it's not it's not fulfilling. It's not no, no, it's not it's not right. But when you're ready, you're gonna do it with it's not even gonna be a conscious thought. You know, you're just gonna And feel, that's the thing, yeah, I don't wanna have, have to, to think, think about, about it. it. I, I just wanna do it and I don't I don't wanna just not only not think about it, you know, when it happens, but I don't wanna do it just because you're down in your luck. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I feel like the most I've been affectionate with her, especially within the past two years, is when she was in the hospital or when something was physically going on with her. Mm. That's when I feel the most to, okay, it's safe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's safe and I don't have to worry about 
her response back to it. Although I know in my head that she's going to love it, but it's just the 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 fact of just I've I've, I've been let down mm-hmm, one too many times to give myself in a way that I know I want to give myself to you, and I know a part of you isn't fully here with me. So the part of of knowing that is not fully here is something that may never be achieved to the capacity that you're seeking for it to be received yeah. then, right? So I have to begin to accept that. Cause yeah. It's just like That's what it's when I was right. in my therapy session and um, we were talking about healing from my father um, and my, my therapist asked me to write a letter to both my mother and my father. Mm. Um, and she said, this may make you very emotional because it makes a lot of people emotional when she asked them to do so. But for me, it made me more emotional to write a letter to my mother than what it did my father. Granted, I went through some traumatic things with my father based off of my own actions. But my mother, I seen her go through so many transitions at such a young age. Right. So to see her go through so much and understand her now as, an, as a woman and as an adult, it made me emotional. But my father, I'm just like, yeah, what's up? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let breast straight, you know? <laughs> The restaurant, I ain't worried about nothing. He ain't worried about nothing, you know? <laughs> At all. But that, 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 it was a lot for me to consume and take in because I didn't expect to be emotional at all because they both make me made me so angry. It's just I couldn't pinpoint all of it. And even though I, I knew of, you know, the things that happened and I can reoccur of the, the experiences and the moments I had with them, I still can't pinpoint exactly where that anger and where the root of that resides. I, I, I can and, and I, I want to, but I also know that I have to accept the fact that I may not ever get that apology from you. Yep. <laughs> and I've received that from my mother. Yeah. But it's the fact that I also know that she's not in her right mind. Nine times out of ten sometimes. So it's hard for me to accept that apology in a way. And I want to so bad and I hear you. And yeah, I love you too. But that that, that apology to me is just, I, I feel, I hear your hurt. So now I'm going to give you what I believe you want to hear. Mm. But when you give yourself time to really allow someone the time that they need to be able to listen to what you have to say or encourage them or empower them for the better of themselves is giving grace. Yeah. Like God gave, well, God gave me, God gave you, God gave people the grace. grace. So when you're ready, you're going to come. Mm-hmm. When you're ready, you're going to change. When you're ready, you're going to do it. Cleaning the house. <laughs> The kids doing the chores. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, when you're ready, that's when it, it's just like, it's a, it's a light bulb. It clicks. It's just like, time is time. time. <laughs> when it's time, it, it happened. The same old, old saying, when God may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Time, 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 time ain't got time for nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, time ain't got time for nobody. Timeless. But exactly, it's timeless. Boy, I tell you, like, just, I, oh my gosh, it just came over me. And I, it's, again, it just came over me. So when things come over, you just got to speak it. And guess what? One thing I'm going to do, and one thing that Lady E is going to do, is use our voices. Boys. 
I just want to say something about this. Physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength, financial strength, all that is strong in its own way. Mm-hmm. Nothing is better than the other. But because somebody physically work doesn't mean that somebody mentally working is not equivalent to being the same. That is exact. That is so true. I just, and I, and I, it was over me just now to really speak on because I do so much work mentally that I, I realize I'm able to take on so many things that I have the capacity to take on. Mm-hmm. But physically, I could probably get drained for doing so much physical work that where I'm tapping out maybe within two hours. Yeah. And that's why they say your mental affects your physical. Yeah. Your mental affects your physical. If you don't tap into your mental, your physical is going to tap out. It's going to tap out. They go hand in hand with each other. <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I just don't think that people like myself once thought too that you could compare it. Right. It's not. It's not a comparison. It's just a thing where I just feel like you just see your strong your strong attributes when it comes to those things. Yeah. If you're strong mentally, and that's like us as being a, a dynamic duo. Yeah. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? Mentally, if I'm able to, mentally, I work more because Lady E actually physically works and mentally works as well. So more of the mental work, you know what I'm saying, with things that I'm able to take on with the, everything that we're doing together and personally because we wear various hats. For one, but it's just like it can't be compared because we both put it in work. Mm-hmm. You can't say because she goes to work or hubby goes to work or your wife goes to work that that takes away from the work that you're actually doing. It, it, it's just I, I just want people to really just think about that, like and the emotional just work that you're actually being able to take on people' emotions. Being an empath, it's like, oh my gosh, you feel that way. I feel that way for you. And you able to hold all of that in and still function and do what needs to be done within your life and whatever you actually partaking in. Come on, give credit when it's due. It can never be compared. Yeah. Please don't compare it. Yeah, I hate, I, I don't want to say hate, but I, that's what I feel right now. But I, I don't, I dislike yes. when um, people around me say, um, I don't understand how you do it. I don't want you to understand. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to understand how you do it. Especially when they see it with, 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 my, with my girls. Like, that, that's one of the things that I mentally fixate on on a daily, you know? Right. Yeah, because I, I, I was that, that, you know, that little girl that, that, was, that, that, that was hard-headed. And, and it made my behind soft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... For you to come and tell me, I don't see how you do it. I don't understand how you how, how you how you functioning with these girls and still, you know, taking care of you, making sure everything in the house is good. I'm just going. So don't 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 question or or ask me how I do it because I'm still trying to understand how I do it, and I don't even want to understand how I do it. I just do. I just do it right. Absolutely, I do what? it. I do Nike. I'm just a, do it. I'm a <laughs> to do it. God gave me my girls for a reason because I can do it. And, and and that's and it's funny because I didn't want girls. What you got? I didn't want girls. And every god dog on gender reveal, it's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> I'm like, all right, God, you got it, man. I ain't anybody keep playing. <laughs> but there's the a girls. reason, right? I, I got, got the, the girls, boys. you got the boys, and I'm like, I wanted boys. Oh my gosh! 
But I see and I understand so much as, you know, as, as I continue to, you know, embark this journey with my girls and, and I see them grow, develop and mature, um, yes. especially mentally with, with, with so many things that I know that they have that's, that's challenging them on a daily. Um, but that, that just... That, that that just goes back to be mindful of you know how you're using your voice, Absolutely. Um, because it's okay to to ask questions and you know have concerns about someone else that's around you, but whether or not you know someone's testimony, be careful on how you speak on how they're living Ooh. and how they're moving. The that and, and and I say that because you don't know what they're going through at that moment that they're not speaking on. And that one word or that one phrase or that one statement that you may speak on may break them. It went from safe to shut down. And although it's innocent or it's just a, oh, I'm just playing with you, mm-hmm. you have to be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth. Because I used to be that one that would dwell on the little things that someone said to me. Yes. And it made a big impact throughout my week, throughout my day, throughout the next couple of months. Because it hit me again. Yes. Or I see that person again and we having the same old conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just be mindful of, of how you're using your voice and the words that are coming out of your mouth because nobody's testimony is the same. But when someone takes the time to use their voice to tell you their testimony, coddle it like it's your baby. You know what I'm saying? You give them that respect and show them that you actually do care because for them to feel vulnerable and feel safe enough to share with you is something that you're carrying that they feel like they don't have to put that weight on themselves so much. And the thing is though, <laughs> we try not to do it, but sometimes we don't want to carry our own load. Mm-mm, no. Sometimes it's, it's, we're not even carrying our own, we're carrying others. And it's not even so much of giving someone else your that you know your load, but it's 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 a release. Yeah, the big it, the big release. The big I don't, release on it. One thing that my husband has showed me <laughs> over the years is more so. I I would ask him sometimes when I would be venting of why he doesn't respond, and he would always say, "I'm I'm listening." I don't have to have a response for you saying how you feel. Listen. It used to irritate me so bad. I'm like, you have no response, no feedback. But I'm so used to someone telling me how they feel about my situation. When that's not the case. But I'm here because I I need to get my emotion out and I'm ready to release. Because someone comes to you and and release um, some pain or, or, or regret or even if it was a happy moment, you know, whatever the case may be, because someone comes and release something to you does not mean you have to release your stuff back on them. Oh, girl. Woo! Let them have that their moment. moment. Like, oh, God. Let them have their moment. They deserve that. They much. deserve it. I. It's not anger. It's not. It's more of disappointment. Yeah. It's disappointment when you share something that you're so passionate about. I'm a very passionate person. When you're so passionate about something and excited, and I have the energy of the top of the top. (laughs) But I'm just like, when you share that and someone just takes it away to where, that's good. But let me tell you. So, it's like, oh, oh, oh. That's selfish. What? No, you didn't do that. Not to me. It just be like, I know you did. Yeah. And you and you and the thing is, a person like me is the a click in my head, and I would say, Holy Spirit, that's definitely you to say maybe this wasn't for one the person that you should have shared with, mm-hmm. and what they're saying is probably more valuable than you them listening to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I be taking on, and then but at the same time, 
it's still not fair. Because what people give to me, I make sure I reciprocate that. And if I don't, I want to learn how. It's important. Yeah. Like, love is give and take. Because it's also respecting, receive, respecting the space that they are in to not, to not even acknowledge the and fact you, that they are taking your voice away for that moment. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my voice away though don't take my voice away please Woo. don't and that's why um i feel like i i ventured away from a lot of people that i call family mm. even people who are family yeah because if i if i tell you something or, or if i decide to open up to you that isn't for you to go back and tell someone else that, that's my testimony or that's my that's my voice to speak on why do family members do that <laughs> and, and mm, listen it, it it's hurt. like a telephone secret. I have to let and you it's know. not. Why is it that? Like, because whatever I'm expressing to you in that moment, it does not mean, you know, that's that's how that how I feel the entire time, you know? That that moment is that emotion in that moment. That's all it is. It's not something that carries on throughout the week, the months, the years no. that you have to share with someone else. Okay. And now they have a, a grudge or, you know, aggression against uh, towards me because of something that you told them that probably wasn't even verbatim. You know it what I'm saying? I, I, yes, it was definitely not. So if it was supposed to be said, it would have been said directly to that person. Granted, yeah, you know, sometimes maybe we should voice our, you know, use our voice to that person, but maybe it's not time. Absolutely. Yeah, we still here, Mr. Quincy. Yes. Oh, y'all working? Yeah. Yeah. You about to be on a podcast too, just want to let you know. That's cool. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're recorded now. Yes. Oh. Say hey. Say hey, Mr. Quincy. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Y'all, we still here at the park center. So you'll hear some stuff in the background. We were um, doing our usual due diligence on Friday where we come and volunteer um, and share with the kids about how to use their voices, different activities, and just tapping into them because someone else may need that. Absolutely. It's all about the (laughs) It's all about the youth. (laughs) Being able to empower and encourage. Well, we love it. We love it, though. We Anything do. that just makes sure that the impact that's needed, the the love, the support, the trust, you know, them feeling safe and even vulnerable enough in their own spaces uh, to want to share, open up to us about whatever, and letting them know that they are seen and heard. Yeah. Always. And so and are you. <laughs> we not seen right now, but we are being heard. So to every person that is listening um we can't wait to hear from you we can't wait to see you um and we thank you for tapping in to the eye of the voice we thank you for wanting to hear our voices and allowing our voices to be heard um because we've we've been muted before and we know how it feels to be muted so to be able to use our voices and to be able to um speak gives freely. us rights freely. Okay. <laughs> one thing about the eyes of voice we will speak freely and we also would know the time to listen to speak up to encourage to empower and to really say it's okay to not even be seen because we always have our eyes to see yes right but we do have the empowerment game of course we pulled our what it was 
We pulled our word. Yep. We have not read it yet. So for the closing of this episode, we uh-huh. want to go ahead and read our word for the our day. Word for the day. Hey, take it away. See, I knew stop, you was about to do that. Stop, stop, stop. What you got? What you got? What you got? Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm laughing because... <laughs> she trying to go back to see us, guys. I I'm laughing that. because this week it was a lot for me. Um, in seeing my beauty, you got it. You got it. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> she definitely had a challenging week, though. But it's the like you. Ooh, Fridays. <laughs> Fridays. Seeing my beauty through all that may have happened this week and understanding that I am just as beautiful when I came into it and I'm going to be just as beautiful going out of it is what that word has done for me today. It's not easy to see how beautiful you are, whether it's physical, mentally, emotionally, whatever that may be for you, the word beautiful. It's not easy to always see that, especially in hard times, but being able to acknowledge the fact that you are still the same way you came in and same way you are going out. That's a blessing, and that's most definitely a plus. So that word really touched me today. She is fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. Phenomenal woman. Yes. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> what you got? What you got? Y'all know, y'all know. L-O-V-E. It would be. Love. I split it amongst everyone. Love is within me because God loved me unconditionally. Yes. You understand effortlessly. Yes. I go above and beyond because he chose me. Mm-hmm. And understand I'm a part of the eye of the voice because I have a voice so y'all can see. Mm-hmm. This is really me. Yes. So as y'all heard what I just said, it's part of my testimony. <laughs> but I'm going to let y'all know that I could never be lonely because God is always beside me. So today, the beauty and the love, understand we are a beast. What? Because that's why I got one plus one and two, you will see. Okay? Mm. That's the eye of the voice, and we're going to go out like that. But, uh. You and I see why. It's the unity. You and I T Y. Ah, ah. You and I T. It's the unity. You and I T Y. What? You and I T Y. It's the unity. You and I T Y. What? You and I T. It's the unity. Hey, you and I T. T Y. T Y. Hey, T Y. T Y. Hey, T Y. T Y. Hey, T Y. Oh, but thank you all for tapping in to this episode. This is part one, y'all. This is part one for real. This is part one. We can't even end it like that. No. We can't even end it like that. This is definitely part one. But when you tap into us, you tap into you. Yes. When you tap into us, you tap into you. Episode part one of episode five. You can edit it because guess what? We ain't live. But if we was, they still understood. Understand. Sir. You understand, so I got a high right now, and the high is the fact of we do this effortlessly, though. We do, we you know. Do. So it's just like even if it don't rhyme, I'm still saying something because we always on time. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah, because so. time is tight, and we always on time. 
But yeah, we'll see y'all in part two. But don't understand and don't forget that this is really the cue for you. Woo! Woo!